Hey, Josh. Hey, Nate. How are you doing this week? Um, pretty under the weather this week. Yeah, got a lot of. It came down to something on Sunday night and into Monday. Been uh, having a bunch of fevers and not doing so well. But I'm here, and there's a small fog in front of my face. But I think uh, I think it'll be good. Maybe this will help pull me out. I hope so. Uh, man, that doesn't. Have you got tested or anything? Or you just assuming I'm just it's staying cold away. Just I'm just away staying from away from people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, had to cancel a couple of things this week already, and yeah, the kids all have it, and my wife has it too. So we're just, you know, laying low over here. Yeah. How are things with you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, I guess uh, came back last week. I don't remember. <laughs> I think I'm in week two of being back from my trip and it's been, mm-hmm. um, it's been good. I've, uh, I feel like I'm got a lot of these all kinds of ideas while I was away, a lot of it sorted. And now I'm in, in more of a routine, so to speak back to, a what feels like a quote unquote normal week. Nice. Like you had all the ideas on vacation and yes, last week was sorting them out. Yeah, just like I go through these, like, I guess I think we all do modes of expansion and contraction. And Hmm. oftentimes when I give myself more room to think, (laughs) I come up with more things and it's in that expansion mode. And then and then I get back into the swing of things and I have other stuff going on that I was sort of that got more or less put on pause. And now I've got to merge them all together and try to figure out how to like uh assimilate them all into one cohesive josh motion if that makes sense yeah i yeah, know that makes sense totally does it's hard to get like from the meta thoughts down into like okay well practically what's this mean and where do we put this in the queue of things that need to be done right like there's this anxiousness of trying to like fit it all together but that first week it, essentially i have to catch up and also not drop too many bombs on other people <laughs> or other processes of, Hey, I have this great idea. Let's abandon X and do Y like types. Of oh things. yes. Just, uh, so that's going to be hard as a founder. I, I know I've worked for some founders that were not, not very good at that. And I can, I can see why that would be difficult. Yeah. I don't know if I'm good at it. I don't, I don't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you, you only see what you see. So I'm yeah. sure everyone else probably thinks I'm a, crazy loon dropping weird stuff on them. Like, where did that come from? But, you know, I might've been noodling over it for hours or days. And I say like two words into them to like, wait, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I think the communication is a big deal with that, but that's yeah. uh that's a whole topic we could get into some other time. I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I think today we wanted to talk a little bit about some ideation stuff. Um, so I don't think we've talked about it much on the podcast, but um, we've been going back and forth privately a bit about uh, product sonar and um, yeah, just having some trouble finding traction with that and not really seeing a great alternative uh, for what we could pivot that into. And so today I think we're going to talk more about, you know, some areas that uh, could use some exploration and um, yeah, a bit in that direction. Yeah, I think uh, over the past few episodes, you've 
I think there was an episode of a few ago you were mentioning. Um, well, we've, we've definitely mentioned like the addressable market size and the challenges you've had of getting sales with product sonar and um, how it's pivoted from thing to thing to thing <laughs> and mm-hmm. gotten where we are. We've talked about, you know, uh, having, I think, looking at contractors and construction people, like just, I think we've been in this throes of taking what you have built and trying to pivot it into something. And I think we're at, it, lo- it seems like we're out of pivots. <laughs> seems like yep. we're out of, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I think you had a couple outbound things going. You had some LinkedIn stuff going mm-hmm. that in an episode you did allude to, Hey, yeah, this has been like, there's might be some signal here. And then, um, I think off the pod or before or after a call, like when we were focusing on a different topic, mm-hmm. you were like, yeah, eh, I don't know. It, it seemed okay a month ago, but now it's it's just it's just you're just not getting the direction you were hoping to get, right? Yeah, exactly. There there was some response, but it was largely a oh, this is cool. That's about it. Um, right. So yeah. So it feels like we're back to episode one. <laughs> Searching it for SaaS. <laughs> <laughs> Two year, a year and a half in. Is that yeah, right? something like that. Yeah, I'd have to look back at the the numbers, but it feels like it's about that 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 time. Uh, and if you go back to that back catalog, we went through exercises and stuff then. So this kind of feels like a mm-hmm. throwback type of style because uh, Josh has no real skin in the game. He just gets to throw ideas and send uh, <laughs> Nate on wild goose chases and give him homework. So uh, fun for me, but uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll find something. Yeah, I know, right. And to, to be honest, the, the title of our podcast feels very, very relevant right now. Just, it feels, it, no, it feels like there's like, doesn't feel like there's much direction or anything like that. And um, yeah, I'm hoping we can have a good discussion about that. Yep. Yep. So where I kind of was thinking about starting you off today was just back to some just basic level setting of I would just like requirements of, of your SaaS, like what, mm-hmm. so, um, I have a list of some that I would put kind of for me and also for you, but also just wondering what you, what you're thinking. Like, um, so yeah. do you have any? Yeah. So I think a few things, um, it has to be like, um, a modable idea, I guess. And maybe that's, you know, somewhat subjective in terms of like, you could take any idea and probably find a way to make a mode around it. But, um, I don't want to be in a commodity business like status list was, um, I want something that's defensible. Um, I want something that, uh, is reasonable that I could build within a few months. Um, so something that's not too terribly complicated, but you know, is challenging enough that it wouldn't feel like someone could just copy this in their sleep. Um, I think it'd be something where the, um, I would have some way to interact with customers. Like it wouldn't be entirely a self-serve type thing. It would be, um, something where I have some interaction with customers, whether that's through support or whether that's through sales, um, that side of things. Um, I don't know. That's a few things I've got so far. How does that sound? Okay. Uh, yeah, well, let me push you on a couple of them. So the modable one, I would say that's probably not worth like 
having as a top criteria at this point. Just, I think mm. for you, it's more about just getting your teeth into something, right? Getting some traction, feeling the, feeling the pull of a, of a customer need, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's, whether you can draw a moat around it or not. I, I feel like some of the other requirements and characteristics that you'd want out of the business will naturally form kind of some moats and then, and, or naturally form some, some things. Cause you almost said two, one of the other requirements was like, I want to be able to build it relatively fast. So it's mm-hmm. almost contradictory. It's like, I want a moat, but <laughs> I don't want to spend like half. Sometimes a moat is that it took a long time to build, right. A long time to right. like, get that. So those two are almost a little bit in conflict to me. Um, and mm-hmm. I would probably change that second one more to a, like you want to be able to hopefully validate without too much effort, right? Like without yeah. too much, it's probably more on the validation and getting that close to that, sinking your teeth into a, a customer and a real pain point um, mm-hmm. and, and actually being able to solve it, right? In a reasonable way, in that kind of MVP way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like the, the modable thing, I think that's more of a long, like that, that there's a path, like I can see a path towards a moat, I think is something that that is important for me because I do want to have, even if I don't know exactly what that looks like, I do need to know that that is a reasonable expectation with whatever kind of idea I go down with. Right. Right. No, I agree. So, and what was the third one? So we had, it was like build, uh, yeah. build speed, modable. And what was the third one? And, an interaction with uh, people actually using the product, whether that's through sales or through support. So not something that's completely hands-off, self-checkout kind of idea. Right, right. And I think that makes, I think that makes sense too. Um, so the ones I, I listed um, for you were, and some of these could be cross-sectioned in different ways, but um, one of them was, you know, the classic like solving a specific pain, and in terms of the pain measuring it both in a frequency basis and intensity basis. So you could have something that's a high intensity pain, which mm-hmm. also potentially means it's worth solving and and not. And also that it comes up enough that it fits into a SaaS model. So it's like recurring um, or mm-hmm. maintaining it is recurring or uh, that that type of thing. Um, and, and also that it is for a specific person, right? So these are mm-hmm. normal traits and it's funny as it sounds like, yeah, duh, Josh. <laughs> but <laughs> but what I want to do is like kind of give you just a evaluation criteria so you can turn your brain off. So it's sort of like as you do go through ideation, it's like this is at least a first level. Let me th- throw it at the wall and see if this sticks. How do, how would I evaluate this versus different ones? Um, yeah. So, uh, right. And then the other one I think we've, gone before because you know how big I am on like distribution and and marketing but these are two areas to other criteria which is I have reasonable sized market that's accessible Um, Mm -hmm. and and I think that's one that like if you look at product sonar probably wouldn't have passed the mustard (laughs) of uh, of like reasonably sized meaning like and, and they're accessible like you've had a lot of heart you've had challenges reaching out Mm-hmm. And you also have known that it's a, you know, relatively limited size. If you're, it was a specific person, 
it was a frequent high frequency. Maybe the intensity wasn't that as painful as we thought. Yeah. Um, but you discovered that. But also a big part of this was it was not, it, in my opinion, it was not really big enough um, and and easily accessible mm-hmm. uh, in terms of repeatedly, like a distribution channels, SEO, sales outreach, and the price point made it so that the outreach would never work out in the math of a of a figuring out a distribution piece. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think these are, um, like, I think it's good to outline these ahead of time, just because in the moment when you think of an idea, you want the idea to work, right? Like it's a exciting thing. And so sometimes you can skip over some of these things. So I think it's helpful to lay them out ahead of time. Yeah. You're, you're like going to the grocery store hungry and you want to fill your belly and like, <laughs> and, and you want to stop at the one that says, this looks pretty good. I'm yeah. just going to stop here and eat this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think there, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. The other one I was going to add to this too, that made me think along these lines, some of these might cross over each other a bit, but a, a way of thinking about it is, is also like how much let's make sure someone is willing to pay a lot of money for it. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and that kind of alludes to like, you could get more specific, but you may not have to evaluate against this, but it could be a relative number. Like, is someone going to pay at least, I don't know, like more than a hundred dollars. So let's even say $500, maybe a thousand is a bar too high, but this kind of gets back to, well, then they'll probably talk to you <laughs> since you yeah. want to work with someone, right? Uh, it probably alludes to B2B. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most B2C things are not a $500 purchase. <laughs> it's like an appliance or something like that. But, uh, and also it alludes to people that a persona that has money to spend, and it may not have to be their money. It's the business's money, which in turn, again, points back to B2B. So that can kind of give you some constraints to just quickly ask yourself these questions. Like, would someone, ooh, this is an idea. Would someone pay roughly $500 for it? And that could kind of give Mm -hmm. you a, it might be a little lower, it might be higher, but relative scale, not $50, not $25, because those are the people that may not talk to you, right? So Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's also people that have a bigger problem that needs to be solved too. I think that points to the, the pain when they're willing to spend more, right? Right. And also the fact that, hey, you get 10 paying customers, you've got a pretty sustainable business. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, totally. I do think, though, you have to, we have to be careful with like going too high on that one because you start into enterprise sales at that point. But there is also something to that where it's like if this is like a you know $500 a month client, then it's worth spending the however many sessions talking with them on the phone or on the video call or whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about going to enterprise because enterprise gets really big. And still, even <laughs> in even to the day of where we we have people paying, you know, thousands of dollars on a credit card like right. a month and and not having contracts, not having annual contracts, things like mm. that. So five hundred dollars, like to you or me, thinking as an individual entrepreneur seems like a lot. But that's yeah. that's again making sure that you're not trying to sell to yourself and putting mm. yourself in those shoes. So that person, that that business person in a role that's going to say, oh yeah, $500, like that's within the realm of like, yeah, that that's a, sure, that that would totally save me, you know, hours, you know, uh, days, days a week or whatever, or days a month or whatever type of thing. And you could put a number like $500 in that range, give or mm-hmm. take. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that makes a lot of sense. I really like that suggestion. 
Uh, and then the last one I have is uh, is a unique promise. So that kind of gets back to a, a lot of these make me think of like the challenges you've had. How do you reverse engineer those? So you don't mm-hmm. have, you're thinking of these first. So, you know, this was something with um, status list, which is like you started out with a unique promise, but it, it wasn't, again, big enough. It wasn't accessible. Like it, it wasn't... Um, the original one of like monitoring other SaaS for a SaaS type of thing. Mm-hmm. But then once you got into it just being a, a regular uptime monitor, you didn't really have any unique promise. Like there was no yeah. differentiation. I think that's what also alluded you back to thinking about moats and like differentiation. So I think differentiation is good. Mm-hmm. That can be your moat even by the seven powers laws of Hamilton yeah, <laughs> Helmer of like, it could be a, uh, counter positioning could be something they're just not willing to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so I do think having a unique promise and a unique insight or angle on something that is Mm going to make the marketing copy easier, the sales, like talking to people like, Oh, you're using this, but here's how we do it differently. And like, Oh yes, that's what I want. Yeah. I think, I think that does make sense, but I think there is also like some caveats to that. Like I think, um, unique in the sense that, it's not um, you're not directly competing with somebody else, but I think there an, a way that you could be unique um, is to say um, I am going to be the sales force for a small business, maybe, um, and that's obviously not a unique category. But if only Salesforce existed, right? Like you're going down market from them or something like that. Because I think something I don't want to get into is trying to create a new category, um, which um, I have sort of tried to do a bit with the products on our stuff where you're, I'm, I'm too early. The, the market's not really ready for that. Um, or they just never will be. And, um, I don't have I think the, the pain wasn't high enough. Sure. Yeah. Maybe the pain wasn't high enough. Maybe you're right. Um, but it did feel in some ways, like I was trying to, to grow a category that didn't really exist or something like that. And, um, I want to make sure I don't do that again. Um, I would like to, I think the ideal situation would be to find another business that looks good, but has moved in a direction that a bunch of people don't like and to try and help those people. Um, Maybe that could be one of our criteria or possible areas of, um, investigation. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess a word I left out of that was, and this again was, uh, I think we talked about this book that I like, uh, Extreme Revenue Growth, but in there, mm-hmm. they said it's a, a unique, credible promise. And that probably helps to be like, okay, is this credible? Like, is this believable? And you're not just, again, creating a new category or making it something that is not. Like, so I definitely agree playing in an existing category, playing in an existing set of like words that people are going to describe and search for, that mm-hmm. there are communities that you can find talking about it they have actual words for these things uh versus sometimes i think we've seen startup ideas where someone's like hey i saw this and you're like i wouldn't even know how to search for that like i wouldn't even know how to you know i'd have a i'd have to come up with 10 different google search terms to try to even figure out what Mm -hmm. i'm how to explain what i'm looking for yeah um or like that's even possible. Like there's even a solution for that. Like I think that's when you you start to get into troubled waters. Right. Right. 
So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, like that, that, I like the credible bit about that as well, just because I think that's a way to evaluate other businesses, right? To look at, yeah, they say they're the CRM for everyone, but realistically they are not. Um, so who really are they serving? What is their credible promise so that you can come up with, well, where is there room in the market if there is? Right, right. Uh, so yeah, but that, that's what I had um, for a list of just some requirements that I think for a, you know, indie indie person like you that is not going to, not necessarily looking to do, to raise money, it doesn't have to be, you know, solving a world's problem. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a huge mission statement mm -hmm. <laughs> type of thing. I mean, I know you are open to the idea of building and having employees and things like that. Not everyone is, but you're open to a little more open-minded to take the business as it, as it morphs into what it should be, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely uh, no, no requirements in that area. Um, and the other one is I had a list of bad, <laughs> bad requirements. <laughs> I've been trying to do this anytime I've list like, Hey, X, someone should do X, but also what are either the trade-offs or the counters to that to again, like sort of narrow down that area. And, um, I think you mentioned a couple, so it was like commodity was definitely one. It's yes. like, I don't want to be a commodity business. Um, that one's burned into your brain. <laughs> what, <laughs> what else has burned into your brain of like? not um trying to tackle a problem that's really stinking hard like um you know trying to trying to build your own like class machine learning classifier for like some sort of specific language like that's a really hard problem and like there are companies built around that like big companies so like mm -hmm. let's just take something that's reasonable right okay what else um I know the bill that they'll come kind of thing, but that's maybe not a requirement. Um, yeah, it's probably not. It's more of a, a belief system, but I think I'll hopefully I'll beat that out of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also in general, when we said the strong other requirements, like reasonable size market that accessible distribution channels, stuff like that will. Right. Uh, will hopefully uh, elude that. I think you've 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 uh, you've ju you've learned that lesson already, I think. So, it's yeah. No, I think so. Um, yeah, I can't think of many more off the top of my head. Maybe if you say one or two, that might get me going. Sure. Um, I had, uh, and I think this probably says almost the same thing about the category creation, but um, when something has no competition, right? Like a lot of people go in yeah. and look and say, oh, I want a, I want a green pasture. I, I don't want competitors where I, I think you do want competitors because they're going to actually help define the market they're going to be they're going to be that you know that there's uh there's there's gold in those hills <laughs> so to yeah. speak and you're not just out there alone uh trying to trying to create something out of thin air so i think a something that has no competition is a bad sign um so that mm -hmm. was one another one is selling to people with no money <laughs> is there, <laughs> it's kind of the counter obviously of the 500 dollar thing but Maybe they're willing to pay that, but do they have the funds to do it, right? So like startup people, not a good market to sell to. Indie mm. hackers, unfortunately, not a good market to sell to. Unless uh, you're selling courses. I hear those so well. Yeah, but they're also probably notoriously want it like 
a lot cheaper than you would want it. They, like if you were trying to peg to value saying like, Hey, this is a thousand dollar course, like an yeah, indie hacker is going to scoff at that. Right. So yeah, yeah. they're going to be like, why isn't this $49 and an e-course? And I, I don't want the live component. I don't, I just want the, I just want the, uh, the community in the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, one more I had is, uh, like X, but cheaper. So I think, Yes, that's a that's kind of got to the commodity side a bit, but it was like a also a, you know, often people do position themselves that way. And I think that's fine to a certain extent, but I feel like you're really limiting yourself and it's going to be challenging. Like there are ones where it's you are the cheap CRM and Mm -hmm. yet CRM is a massive market. It's also massively competitive because there's so many entrants. So getting distribution and getting noticed would be hard. And if you're if you're thinking you're a competitive advantage because you were annoyed at how expensive, you know, personally, or you met a customer that said, "Oh, I, I I'd like this, but cheaper," yeah. and that's that's sort of not a good moat, not a good sustainable one, and it is not the best place to be. And you're like fighting for pennies, and you have to work really hard, and you got to kiss a lot of frogs, a lot of people that want the cheaper version. You're going to get. The, the cheaper customers <laughs> yeah yeah totally and i think like when someone says like this but cheaper i think they it's it's more of a complaint because everyone will say that they want this thing for cheaper it's just you know some people don't complain much and other people do um when it's in terms of a specific feature or complexity or something like that that seems like a a useful thing to to listen to right right so um but that might be a good wrapping point. I think we're we're uh, have talked a lot about kind of just creating this baseline set of requirements and what are like what's a checklist for things you're looking for. Um, the only thing I might leave us on, unless you had anything else to add, was this this I, I've thought about it a little bit because you've been you've been hunting for ideas, right? Mm. And I almost think of like there's also fishing for ideas (laughs) like where uh, and that's what i mean is like we tried to come up with criteria to to hunt and saying like i'm going in this direction one of the ones we did say was like um i think one of the ones i said hey try this what about a you know find a software you think you'd enjoy working on and and then Mm -hmm. go like looking for holes or positioning in there and that's a way of hunting right Um, but then fishing in my mind I get more of my ideas fishing, right? Like all of my ideas have been fishing. Um, okay. Can you t- say more about what you mean by fishing? So I, I mean, I mean, I am just, uh, all the ideas I end up having are when I'm not looking for an idea. <laughs> and that's the worst advice, right? It's like, but it's mostly because I'm just bouncing around in different things and like reading about different companies. And then I go, oh, Maybe, you know, and then I start kind of trying to put two and two together. So basically I'm being inspired by like seeing more. And I think that's also a big part of the indie hacker and build in mm-hmm. public community, which is like, you see all these things going on. One, you're inspired because you know it's possible. And two, like you're just seeing ideas and reading about ideas. Mm. And then, and these things keep changing. And you're just like, then you're just basically exercising your muscle for ideas and patterns. Um, and then it's like, then you, then you listen to a podcast that isn't about ideation and it's just talking about a certain industry. And then you're like, 
huh, that's an interesting model, but who does it for this industry? And it's like, oh, okay. So uh, mm-hmm. I, when I say phishing, what it means is like intentionally not trying to create an idea, but just being like, I'm going to just listen to this, you know, get in a routine of being more in an exploratory manner versus like trying to find something at the store, seeing if it's in the checklist and then getting to build. Right. Okay. So it's more, that's, that's interesting. So I guess you would look in places where there's a lot of tech news or where there's a lot of, you know, like indie startup news and see kind of what's going on there. Um, what I find interesting about that though, is that, um, you don't really know how customers are responding to that. Although I guess unless you find something that says, Oh, they, they made, you know, this much money last year or something like that. Um, cause I, I just worry about the, um, the side where people are betting on there being customers versus people who actually do have customers and are making a, making a dent. Do you know what, what I do mean? What do you mean by that? Like, really. like, um, like if, if uh, you and I didn't have a business, if you didn't have a business at Referral Rock, we could sit around and talk about software ideas that we come up with, right? And I could listen to your ideas and you could listen to my ideas and we'd come up with new ideas based on those ideas. But the problem is we haven't actually gotten customers and found out that those ideas actually work. So riffing mm-hmm. on them isn't necessarily helpful. Right. So with these... Um, like this fishing exercise, um, I think we almost, I do probably need to make sure that these people actually do have customers and are like a growing company, not just, you know, some cool idea that someone came up with. Well, yeah, but I think that's a later phase. So like, I feel like there's three phases to this. There's ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, well, maybe two <laughs> ideation <laughs> and uh, ideation and validate. Well, no, no, sorry. There are three ideation and then checking it against your requirements that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yep. And then there's validation. Mm-hmm. So what I'm talking about right now is we're just in the very first part. It's like, I want spend ideas. Right. And then we're throwing them against like, it's, it's just, how are you going to become an idea factory of like, where are you going to find these types of things, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you want to naturally explore to fish versus just like, and and maybe this, again, I came up with the fishing and hunting thing, like Mm -hmm. literally like two minutes before we started this episode. So (laughs) it may totally not hold water, but in general, it's both things in the, how can I find ideas? Yeah. Uh, and then we throw them against the base set of requirements to just gut check, make sure we're not just chasing something and too excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last part is like, how do we validate it? How do we dig deeper? How do we make sure, how do we really understand, you know, okay, yeah, we think there's SEO, but how challenging is it? Who are the competitors? What is that? Mm-hmm. Then you start investing more time. So like a validation may, you may try to validate something for, a few days or over the course of a week or whatever else or come up with, you know, that's where people do a landing page and run ads or different things like that. And that becomes the validation. Right. Right. And I guess, I guess what I'm thinking is how do I optimize that, that pipeline, right? Like if I, if I know that later on, I'm going to be trying to like in, in phase two, I'm going to be evaluating for, um, is this like a reasonable market to enter? Like, is there mm-hmm. SEO 
is there isn't an existing market are the people making money in that market or spending money in that market um i can build that into my idea searching a bit maybe um and look it's too much that then that see then you're doing too much to not to to curb your creativity side Mm. so like and that's where i think the requirement one is that right in the middle so it's a quick checklist Mm-hmm. that we we talked about the list of like what's good and what's bad. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's your that's your quick litmus test. So it's like you need to be in idea mode, I need to be in like exploratory, mm-hmm. but don't get too ahead of yourself to where you're cutting off your creativity by by researching and stopping and staring at the things too much or thinking about what you're going to cook with this these materials. Like you need to be like inspired so it's like youtube it's like ooh, cooking channels it's like it's a it's a way of stuff being fed to you that you mm-hmm. are less in control of because it's just happening a little more organically so like you're a passive mm-hmm. a passive passenger in in watching things come by right yeah, yeah versus being active which i would think is the hunting where you're like going into things a little more so i don't know yeah. it's I, I love it how you think that f- fishing is a passive sport i just love that my, my family is really into fishing my parents and uh and whatnot and they would they would have some strong disagreements with that but i don't really like fishing so i think it's great <laughs> <laughs> maybe gathering right hunting gathering is that maybe a, a better analogy uh, well no people know where the stuff is i don't know well farming i don't know well i know there's something about good. inspiration yeah yeah maybe We'll have to figure out a new analogy for it, but <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but this has been good. Um, I really appreciate we uh, going through this with you. Cool. All right. Maybe cool. next week we'll, uh, yeah, if we want to explore those further, we can try to think of, I can try to see if my fishing analogy holds water and can kind of give you try to like how, how to inspire you. Like, I think if mm. we just focus on that first, like how can we get, that you can more formally write up your requirement list and your mm-hmm. your stick against the wall checklist type of thing. Yeah, and maybe I'll give uh, give a few different channels some tries to kind of see how how those sources go, and uh, I'll report back next week. Cool. All right. Have a good one. All right. Later, Nate. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at Searching for SAS on Twitter. That's Searching, the number four, SAS. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week.